Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> We've taken a little bitty break, but it's okay because uh, we're just busy living our lives outside, enjoying the fresh air, and last week, I don't remember what we were doing, but... We're busy starting new hobbies in the quarantine. You're right, in the quarantine. Quarantine. Anyways, this week is our last number. We've talked about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, and here we are talking about the Enneagram 9, the Peacemaker. Last but not least. Last but not least. And we're saving the best for last. Let's add that in there, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everyone, we are so glad you could he uh, be here, and thank you for listening to Sundays, Sundays at 7. Okay, guys. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in such a goofy mood right now. <laughs> Um, I think it's just because I'm a little bit nervous. I feel like I'm a little rusty. You're taking a week off is rough on you. I know. We like mm -hmm. have this flow and then you like chop the flow off mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, God, gotta, start gotta get back in there. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we have two awesome guests for our finale episode. We did the panel last time with the eights. Hopefully you all listened and we thought that getting different perspectives from the same number was super cool. So we got a couple different people this week. So everyone, let's welcome Randa and Ben. Woo! <laughs> Randa Bush, wife of James Bush, who was an eight on the podcast last week. And then we have Ben Shimwell, husband of Liz Shimwell, who I'm sure you all remember from when we did. She um, was so great. Yeah, she was awesome. What was the study that we did with her? She did What was the, the first thing? What do you mean? Which, which one was she on? She had the Francis Chan. That's right. That's Lose right. Lose the church. The church. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to say, wait, she's done it twice? No, no, no. Oh. I couldn't remember like what like what she talked we about. We shot her out in every episode. What chapter it was. That's true. <laughs> How so. could you not? She's we actually asked podcast. her to be on as a third partner. So, But Ben, you're cool too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so really quick, if you guys just want to give a little uh, quick blimp, um, just to introduce everyone, that would be good. Who wants to go first? <laughs> hey ben, guys. finger gun, Randa. <laughs> I'm Randa Bush, and I'm glad to be back to talk to you guys about the nine. I think I've told you all before, but I'm a mom of two little ones, Riley, who's four, David, who's almost two, and then has wife to James Bush, who's the youth pastor at Calvary. I am also a therapist at New Vista, and that's what I do for a profession. And I am the small group leader for our junior girls. Shut up. Shout out, Junior Girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, everybody. I'm Ben Well. Um, I'm co-founder of the Marco Shimwell Foundation. Um, father to Maximo Shimwell and Marco Shimwell, and husband to Liz Shimwell. Um, currently working with the Neighborhood Care Unit, one of the Neighborhood Care Units at Calvary Christian Church, and I'm also involved with the uh, seventh grade middle school boys group, which is a wild, wild mm. bunch. Shout out! I know you had seventh grade. That's a crazy cool. age to have. Um, How's that? It's 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot more energy than I do, but they uh, help keep me young. So there you that's go. good. Um, that's all I got. Cool. Well, thank you all for coming on today. We have a lot to discuss. Um, as you all know, Randa actually is the Enneagram genius, mm -hmm. and she is the one that has introduced a lot of us to the Enneagram. You really have. It's true. It's Normally, really awesome. every episode, we're like, how have you found out about the Enneagram? And a lot of it's from that Bible study that we all did, because mm -hmm. Ben, ben was in the Bible study, too. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, good times. <laughs> but we're talking about the peacemaker today, which is the nine. I'm just going to read something really quick, just a quick little thing about the nine. It says... Nines are motivated by the need to keep the peace, to merge with others, and to avoid conflict. Since they, especially, take on qualities of the other eight types, 
Nines have many variations in their personalities, from gentle and mild-mannered to independent and forceful. Ooh, what do you guys think about that? You relate to that in any way? Mm. <laughs> or do you have any other explanation of a nine? Yeah, I, I can relate to that. I think that we can present, I think, differently. And there's a lot of variations of a nine. Mm. I've seen a lot of different and met a lot of different people who are nines, it seems like. And while there's some similarities, I feel like you're right. They can embody parts of other numbers, which is kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, that's what, like, the one thing that, like, when I think of a nine, the one thing that stands out to me is that the nine can see through the lens of every number, right? Mm -hmm. So they have, right. like, the gift of, like, being able to be like, I understand you, and not just say it, but actually mean it. They can actually understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. yeah. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mom's a nine. She's good at that. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I actually had a friend who is a friend of James's, but he is also a nine, and he sent a text the other night, and he said, he sent, a, like, a quote about, that he had about nines, and I thought it was interesting. It says, we have sometimes called the nine the crown of the Enneagram because it is at the top of the symbol and because it seems to include the whole of it. Nines can have the strength of eights, the sense of fun and adventure of sevens, the dutifulness of sixes, the intellectualism of fives, the creativity of fours, the attractiveness of threes, the generosity of twos, and the idealism of ones. However, what they generally do not have is a sense of really inhabiting themselves, a strong mm. sense of their own identity. Wow. Oh, I read that and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's good. But that's also challenging. That's true. <laughs> true. That's true. Wow. So um, let's start about how how'd you all find out about the Enneagram? Um, I found out by the Bible study that we referred to a while ago. Um, Here we go. <laughs> let's add another to the yeah. list. <laughs> I, knew, I knew nothing about this um, until then. And I've actually would say that I was very skeptical about it. Um, I've had some other personality type tests before, um, and I've been very skeptical about them. But I I got uh, into this one, enjoyed it, and found it very interesting, and even tried to get my coworkers at work involved in it and figure out what number they were. How'd that go? I try to get my coworkers to do it, and they don't do it. So <laughs> It went pretty well. Um, I got my boss's number. That was one of the main goes. <laughs> was to try go. to figure out how to, how to relate to my boss and what his, uh, what his, what he was like. So mm -hmm. they were they were very receptive. I think I probably drove them a little bit crazy, but at the same time they were probably glad just to get me talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was fun. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Fun, fun. Randa? Yeah, I don't know how you found. Yeah, out me neither. I actually found out about it several years ago. We were on vacation with some friends oh, that we had gone right. to seminary with, and we were all in Hilton Head on vacation and just hanging out, like in our um, the house we had rented for the week. And they were like, "Hey, have y'all heard of the Enneagram?" And we were like, "No." And so they had us take the test. We found out. We kind of looked at the numbers, and honestly, James and I were like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," and dropped it. Both of us really, and didn't really talk about it. I didn't do anything else with it for a while. And then it kind of popped back up. I think I might have been listening to a podcast, and it had gotten referenced on a podcast I was listening to, which sparked my interest to go back and look at it again. And that time, I was I was really resonating with what I was hearing. I, I believe I tested as a nine um, both times. Uh, so I was also high in three and high in two. Mm -hmm. So I did have a little bit of time uh, figuring out my number. Yeah. It took a minute. 
<clears throat> yeah, that leads right into the next one, which is how did you feel when you figured out you were the peacemaker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, like I was, it was kind of like a hard truth or a kind of a denial at first. Um, but the more and more that like we talked about it and got dove into it, the more that I kind of went through these stages almost of then like accepting that, hey, that, that number is definitely right. There's there's more in that number and that characteristics that is me than isn't. Yeah. And then I went to like what I was talking about a while ago, that interest and I was trying to get other people involved and then I've found it's been very helpful and just self-evaluation, you know, just mm-hmm. knowing more about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But at first, like I said, I was very like, denial. no, that's not me, especially in, in, in you know, the uh, more negative characteristics hey, yeah. of the nine yeah. that were pointed out in the study. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what we've talked about a lot with the Enneagram. With all the other personality tests, it's typically highlighting the positive things about you, but the Enneagram is one of the only ones that kind of like really highlights the negative thing and just kind of not really highlights the negative just kind of shoots you straight like this is how you are kind of thing mm-hmm. if the enneagram was a number what would it be probably an eight right oh. <laughs> <laughs> how it is um but i feel like that's like being skeptical about it has been a common theme with a lot of people mm-hmm. no matter what number you are and i think just as a i mean human nature is just skeptical of being told that who we are we just want to figure it out ourselves mm-hmm. so i think that's really interesting mm-hmm. i definitely um, cringed the most over the nine Whenever I was testing and reading the results. Really? Uh, yes, I did. I How remember, come? Because um, I just felt like, I think it was calling me out in some ways, and I didn't like that feeling, but I also was just like, ew, I don't want to be that number. Like, <laughs> I would rather be a two or a three. <laughs> For some reason, those just sounded better in my head. And um, so, you know, just, and also I feel like because we can see through the lens of other numbers, I was like, oh, yeah, I can be kind of like that, and I can be kind of like that. And mm-hmm. so I just really struggled nailing it down and being like, okay, yeah, this is, I am a nine. Yeah. I, mean, I think I knew it, but I just was a little resistant, too, at first, because mm-hmm. I thought other some other numbers. What made you come to that um, <clears throat> realization, I guess? <laughs> I think the primary thing for me was the avoidance of conflict. That's so been my life like my whole life and um actually when I was in high school I was a sophomore and I remember reading a bible verse that said be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your wrath and I was like you can be angry and that's not a sin like literally in my head anger was sin and if you express like anger or frustration with something like, that was a sin. So it was, like, mind-blowing as a sophomore in high school to read that verse. And, like, I think part of the reason I don't engage in conflict with people is I don't want to stir up any of that mm-hmm. anger or frustration. Because it's almost like a fear of it, too. Like, I'm mm-hmm. afraid of my own anger, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Well, all right, to make things a little lighter and fun, <laughs> um, this is just a question we always like to ask people just because it's fun and it just it's cool. If your Enneagram number could be personified as an animal, what do you think it would be? <laughs> so I thought a sloth because they're always looking like they have a half smile on their face. And just like kind they of do. A, they're so cute, though. <laughs> yes. Sloths are really, cute. Just like calm and peaceful presence about them, but they're also slow moving, mm. and I think that's true of a lot mm-hmm. of them. Like we just, I'm mm-hmm. kind of just easygoing 
and not usually in a rush to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. Sounds like my mom. She's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> you just called your mom out? Oh, yeah. I tried to get her to come be on the podcast today, and she said, absolutely no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well. You had one. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was thinking turtle for some, some of the same similarities as what you were saying. But as we've been sitting here talking also, I was thinking about chameleon. Just because mm. of this, being able to mm-hmm. take on these other characteristics or whatever um, mm-hmm. that may or may not actually be like your true self. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. That's good. But like we talked earlier too about the turtle, like retreating and yeah. that retreating and the, the, just the whole also. slow, slow, yeah. slow to act on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, those are all good animals that mm-hmm. really capture the essence of As the, the what's that old fable or whatever the, the tortoise wins so. <laughs> true okay the next question so if someone were to ask you to describe a nine or the characteristics of a nine in one word or one phrase what do you think that'd be just if someone were like give me a quick second about what a nine is what would you say i came up with several different things but share them all but just like my first thought was just laid back, mm. um, um, and that can be good in some cases, and other cases it's not good. Um, yeah. But um, for me personally, you know, it's laid back, um, procrastination. Mm. Um, but then you couple that with a perfectionist attitude or this idea of perfection, and it just goes out the window crazy. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> And then departmentalized, very like, do one thing, then I do the next thing. So mm. it's not, I have a hard time. It, it's kind of weird because I'm departmentalized, but then I also sometimes have a hard time staying on a specific task. But especially mm. if someone uh, does something to cause me to to derail my own thoughts already, then it's even more than it's all out the window as to what. I was trying to do in the first place. <laughs> I wish I was more like that. Like, more like, I'm going to do this one, and then I'm going to do this one, and yeah. then I'm going to do this one. That's I don't not do me. that. I'm like, let's do all of them at the same time and not finish any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of the word chill. That was literally the first word that came in my head was chill. But I, I think that's sometimes the presentation of a nine. I don't know if it is accurately the internal world of a nine, but I do think we put off a very chill outward presentation, but we might have a lot of inward stuff that Mm. we're dealing with. And then the other word I thought of was encouraging because I don't know. I feel like a lot of nines have a gift of encouragement or encouraging others. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So we talk a lot about with all the numbers, um, how, the Enneagram is a two-sided coin. I've said this one million times. And on one side... One more time. Yeah, one more time. Here we go. One, so- one side is the blessing of the nine or the number. And then the other side is the curse or something that you need to work on. And so what do you all think um, is the biggest blessing about being a nine? For for me, I put... For me, it's patience. I feel like I'm a very, mm-hmm. a very patient person. And um, I feel like that... Um, Again, can be used for good or, and not and not so not so useful at times. But I feel like being able to see other people that are other numbers that um, don't maybe have patience naturally as as much. I feel like a nine can bring 
at least for myself, um, as a nine, I can bring patients to the table that um, can benefit multiple situations. Mm. Yeah. I feel like patience is such a rare thing among people. Mm-hmm. No one has patience. Especially in today's culture. And if I think about nines, like I have a really good friend from college who's a nine, and he is one of the most patient. I've never thought about that until you just said it. He really is. He is so patient. That's so... Is it, you might know this, Randall, I don't know, but is it, because Ben is married to an eight, and you're also married to an eight, so does that go along? I feel like patience, you have to be patient with, you know, I feel like that correlates somehow. I feel like nines would be Being married to a challenger. Yeah, offset (laughs) to an eight, you know. I think it's definitely a balancing Mm -hmm. act, bringing those two numbers together. Mm -hmm. We bring balance and kind of equilibrium. Patience, (laughs) Patience to their rock. Yeah, yeah. Because also eights, you know, they move towards conflict to find intimacy, and we're I avoid conflict. So there's these like polar opposites in the two numbers, but yet it's almost like they need one another mm-hmm. to have that that good balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it works, but it's it's very yeah. very different. We see the world differently. Mm-hmm. Say, mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely agree with you because. There's lots of characteristics that Liz has that I don't have, and I need those characteristics, and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, and especially, especially I would say, if both people are self-aware, self-aware of what they are, and the characteristics that they have, good and bad, it's even more beneficial. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I agree with that. And they say eights have the most energy, the number with the most energy on the enneagram. Yeah. And nines are the number with the least amount. Oh, of really? Oh. Yes. And so wow. that is also a difference, just an energy level alone. Mm-hmm. And I see that come out in our relationship. Yeah. Sloth <laughs> so makes sense now then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I mean, it is true when I like, I mean, I have a couple friends who are nines and or like my mom and my brother is also a nine and like they are very chill people. Like it's not that they're like lazy all the time, you mm-hmm. know, they're just chill, just comfortable to be around because they're, you know. You're not having to put a front on around them because they just accept you for the way that they are. They're very chill. I think before, haven't we talked about like nines? They they're kind of tired because they use all their energy like internally, like, mm. like a lot of time processing things. They may they may have the appearance that they're just chilling on the couch or whatever, but they'll have all kinds of thoughts going through their head. So they're kind of burning that energy that they could mm-hmm. could put towards actual physical action into like their thought pattern i heard someone describe it like a duck on the water because on the top the duck Mm. looks really calm but under the water they're like pedaling their feet oh wow it's kind of that illustration i think he's right like you're doing a lot of work to keep the peace on the outside around people because you want harmony Mm -hmm. and i think that's a blessing that we bring is like we can bring this peaceful presence and we want to bring people together but we do a lot of work to do like do that I'm aware of the room and the Mm -hmm. environment I'm aware of tensions in what between people Mm. and I care about it in a way I think it's a nine that maybe other numbers aren't as perceptive and then we're also trying to keep our internal peace because we don't want to be stressed out about something so it's keeping internal external peace and it does just I think burn a lot of energy Mm -hmm. trying to I didn't know that that. wow that's a good illustration yeah Yeah. Mm. So on the flip side, we talked about the biggest blessing. On the flip side, what do you think would be the biggest challenge or maybe something that you find yourself needing to work on? For me, it is it is focus and getting things done. I have a lot of ideas. I would say 
Um, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> like, I can just sit and dream about all the things that would be really cool to do in life. But the, like, actual getting them to come to life and get done part is really hard because it's hard for me to focus. Like, I'll start a bunch of things or I'll have a lot of intention and then I won't finish a product, like a project. So I will start with some energy and mm-hmm. then if I run out of it, I'm done until I find that energy again to like start it back up. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a frustration and I get easily distracted, very easily distracted. I remember you said one time you like could sit on your couch and mm-hmm. it like takes so much for you to work yourself up to do something. But once you get up, you're getting all kinds of stuff done. But just yeah. like working yourself up to actually get things done yeah. is like what takes the most energy. Yeah. Which is, I feel like I find myself doing that too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we build off of inertia. So, like, if you get us up and in motion, we'll stay in motion. Mm. But if we stop, I'm probably done. <laughs> At the end of the day, when I get on my bed and I'm done with my day, like James said, like, I'm done with my day. Like, there's just a total change yep. in, like, my countenance and presence because I'm just off. Like, I'm not doing anything productive from that point on. <laughs> what about I, you, Ben? I had I was right on where Randall was like Oh, that's cool. I had difficulty to make difficulty making decisions and this tendency to be easily distracted. Um, and I get the inertia thing, but I've I've kind of found for me like um, if I have some sort of like invested interest in something, then I can it's much easier for me to start acting on it to get that ball rolling or whatever. But, but if it's something that needs to be done, but I have no like invested interest in mm, yes. that at all, it doesn't matter in my life at all. If said thing, you know, gets accomplished or not, then it's really hard for me to get up and get that, that uh, task started. I would I can relate to that. <laughs> Maybe I have a lot of nine in me. <laughs> You're pretty high, weren't you? I was, yeah. Actually my nine was tied third. Actually my my nine and my eight tied for third. That's which is interesting. Yeah. Had the same exact number. So Yeah. Okay. So kind of going off what Ben said earlier, like I like what you said. I feel like that's like the crux of this whole thing is like be, becoming self-aware about your strengths and your weaknesses helps you be a better person for other people. Mm-hmm. So how have you seen, like, knowing about the, your number and all of this, like, affect your relationships? Like, any type. Family, uh, marriage, friendships, all that. Well, yeah, like, the self-awareness. So, like, we're talking about, like, self-awareness and kind of knowing what your tendencies are like when a certain when you're in a certain environment or with certain people or whatever like what is you what how do you naturally like tend to go like where do you naturally tend to go mm-hmm. and then the more like I found that I know like naturally what I what I want to do my personality wants to do then I can be aware of that and be like all right well do you want to kind of follow along that path or do you want to like change it mm-hmm. and um, I'll share what we commented on a while ago. Like when you asked me about coming and doing this, like <laughs> <clears throat> this is outside of my comfort zone. My initial thought was, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but but just knowing, like you know, what I know about myself now, I can then say, all right, 
is that really what I want to do, or is that just a natural tendency? Like, mm. am I naturally just geared to think that way? But now that I know that, well, let me do a check and figure out, all right, is that really what I want to do, or is that just kind of the way I'm wired to, mm, to that's think? That's interesting, that? yeah. So, so I'm here. <laughs> we'll he came. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. You're doing so good so far. You are, seriously. We're almost done. <laughs> I've noticed it in my relationships I've seen a pattern like when I look back over my life um even when I was younger like my friends would come to me when they had a problem or when they were struggling with something or when they were having conflict with someone else and I was like that friend that people talked to that mm. felt like they could say anything to and I would not judge them I would not hold it against them I would keep it in confidence between us and I could also give them an honest like, um, I don't know, opinion of have you considered this other person's response to this? Hmm. And I had a, have always had a way of doing that in a way that people don't feel like threatened or don't feel like you're trying to um, pick a side. And, and as I've understood what the peacemaker is more, it makes a lot of sense, even as the career that I chose, like to be a therapist um, I do a lot of that, like in my work, is working with people around conflict that mm. they have in their life or struggles or things that they're going through and how to have some resolution or how to bring some peace or harmony. And so I think that's what I've noticed in my relationships is that I'm, I'm always aware of, of other people and their conflict with people and trying to help, I guess, in resolving conflict or even their own conflicts. Like if they're trying to work through something mm -hmm. that they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like nines are good mediators. I would yes. say. So they can help other people with their conflict. But when it comes to like their yes. own conflict, it's like, Oh no, yeah. you know, it's interesting. It's so true. It's interesting. It's there's so um there's a, book that we look up a lot of things in and it, for every number it says things that nine would never nines would never dream of doing and one of them is saying like nines would never say I don't want to talk when a friend who desperately needs sympathy calls you up mm -hmm. you're right. always willing to have that conversation which is really awesome mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so true. um so for our next question we love asking this question just because it's really cool Looking back at all the numbers, seeing how, you know, the verse that they love lines up with their personality. And so we just want to ask you, is there a specific verse that you love and go to or a phrase or, a, you know, book or chapter of the Bible that you really lean heavily on that you'd want to share with us? Mm -hmm. um, well, my, my verse is uh, found in Isaiah, mm -hmm. um, Isaiah 40, and it's a few different verses there. It's verses 28 through 31. Um, don't know if we have time to share all those, but... Um, we got plenty yeah, of all the time in the world. <laughs> okay, well, here, I'll just read it then. Um, <laughs> Isaiah 40, uh, 28 through 31, it says, uh, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, who will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Um, and then kind of, for me, um, 
It's just this <clears throat> this idea we talked about a while ago of of a nine kind of being tired or growing tired and not having a lot of energy. Um, so for these verses for me, when I'm feeling tired, when I'm feeling weak or don't feel like I have the strength to keep doing something or the strength to act on a certain thing, this just kind of reassures me that, you know, God's in control. He won't get tired. He's got the power, power mm-hmm. that I have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I put my hope in him, he's going to continue to strengthen me and guide me no matter what comes my way. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Man, I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I know I know they're lengthy, but that's kind of that's kind of where I come from, and just this whole like renewed strength and and hope. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mine, um, I had two, and one of them actually goes along with yours, sort of. Um, the first one was John fourteen twenty seven, and actually I have this as like a painting up in my office. I've had it up in my office for years before I even knew what a nine was. Um, and it is, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Mm-hmm. And that has always been a verse like that I've loved. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Acts 1-8. And this has been like a life verse for me. And it is, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And I love that verse. And I think it's going back to that, like that power, that source of strength, mm-hmm. that source of energy, like knowing you have to be connected to that source to receive it. And, um, you know, since I was in high school, that verse has spoken to me. And when I know that nines, like in our health, we make a movement to three. And so when I'm in a healthy space, I can be productive. I can have a lot of the energy and the resources to do the right Mm -hmm. things. And um, I think for nines, they call it like right action. And it's when you know what the right thing is to do and you do it. And you have like the power to do it. And so um, I love that verse. And I love the verse about peace because it's always just spoken. Yeah. And it's true. Peace. That's peacemaker. Mm -hmm. I always think like... Maybe this is just the nine in me. Who knows? But I always have, I always have wanted to read my Bible in the morning. I want to get up early. I want to read my Bible. But I'm always a late sleeper, too. And so I've had that, like, I want to sleep late, but also want to get up early, like, argument going on my whole entire life. And, like, one day I was just thinking, you know, like, if I get up early in the morning, like, and I focus on God and I give that time to Him, like, won't He provide me the strength and the power to continue my day, like, not being tired? And, like, that just, like, reminded me so much of, like, what you all said. Like, here in, like, our human body, like, we might not have energy, but, like, we do, like, have access to this powerful, I love that you know, phrase that you said, yeah. access to the power. Of exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think, I think as a nine, like, you know, personally, like, I have, like, self-doubt on things, you know, or not feeling like your, you know, your opinions or not feeling, you know, putting yourself below other people. Um, so I feel like, you know, talking about that power that's that's mm-hmm. offered to us, that helps, you know, boost you and say, hey, you know, you are worth being on the podium here, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you do have worth. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing for nuns is we have this lie that we have to overcome that our presence doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. I think that... Not a lot of nines would say it, but that's really, like, something we struggle with. And it's kind of like you tell yourself, like, oh, it doesn't matter if I don't go there, if I don't show up. Like, and you have to show up to life. And 
I think nines can struggle with that, like just not showing up because they think, oh, it won't matter. Like no one will notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one, you know, mm-hmm. and like if we believe that lie, then we miss out on opportunities to be a blessing and to be blessed by others and to engage in the world and with people. Mm-hmm. I've had that thought many times. I feel like I have more nine in me than I originally <laughs> thought after this podcast. I feel like, as, I were, as you just said that, I feel like the, if I think about the nines in my life, they're like the people that like keep everything together. The glue. Yeah, they're like the underlying, like, mm-hmm. they're not flashy or in your face, but like if they're, if they are gone, if they aren't there, like something is missing because they're the glue. They're not, you know, like. It's just off. Yeah, something's it's off. off and you can't describe it, but it's the nines. Like if, if. Uh, my friend Charlie is a nine, and when he's not there in our friend group, it just seems like there's more tensions. Which I don't know. It's like he just keeps the peace within everyone. He connects us all together, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So we really like to end on this question, and I love that we have you too because you all are obviously big players in our community and in our church. And so, for this last question, to sum everything up, what would be the biggest blessing? Um, how can you bring the blessing of a nine to our church and our community? And um, um, for me, it's it's showing up for one, being intentional in relationships. So doing small groups, I love small groups. I thrive in a smaller group setting and one on one. So I love when I can sit down with you for coffee, or I can meet with you in a small group setting. Mm-hmm. So I love I love being able to invest in people intentionally in that way, and then also I think. I'm always thinking of how to bring people together and like create harmony. And so seeing people's unique gifts, their unique talents and seeing how you can all bring those together for like a common purpose and something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. So I get really excited when I see people finding their passions, seeing people, um, you know, live into the way God's created them to be like that excites me. So I love helping people develop and grow. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty good listener. Um, so, uh, and I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty open and receptive to, to listening to people. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've found that I can kind of take that characteristic that a lot of times, you know, maybe people just, they don't necessarily want anything materialistic from you they just want you to be open and receptive mm-hmm. um, you don't have to agree with them or disagree with them but you, they just want someone to listen to them um, and whether that's social media listening to people and responding or whether that's person to person I've just found that that's something that I can do fairly well I think um, and not necessarily even offer an opinion or advice so to speak but just just hear them out um, and be able to, you know, say, I don't know that answer or I don't know if I agree with you because I've got to process this, you know? So, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't give you my opinion right now, but just, it's been helpful um, with these neighborhood care units. There's, there's one gentleman in particular that I've been able to help with. Um, He's in his seventies and I've been able to do some yard work with him and um, you know, I think nines intentionally kind of like to be outside. They're kind of outside people. That's something that I have a passion about and something that he does also. But the last time I was helping him, I found a lot of times it was more just this idea. Yes, I was actually doing some sort of action and manual labor, but 
I felt like a lot of it for him was just me listening to him, mm-hmm. just hearing him out, whether he was, whether it was just, yeah, that sounds good or whatever, you know, to continue the conversation, not yeah. even giving him advice, but just uh, a way, and especially in this time of quarantine, I feel like there's a lot of people that or just want somebody to talk to and forget to or something like that. Yeah, so. that's so important. It is. Because I feel like I'm, in me, like I'm like a, okay, you're telling me this, here's how you can fix it. I will give you A, B, and C on how you can fix this problem. And, like, I just, I feel like a lot of people just mm-hmm. want that. Like, I'm not here to give you an opinion or tell you what you think you should do. I'm just here to listen. I and I really the, need to work on that more. Like, the flip side of it, like, a lot of times, you know, how us girls do this we call our mom you know so I'll call my mom and I'll talk to her and I'll be like going on about something like good or bad and I'll just go and I don't want her to say anything I just want to tell her you know I just mm-hmm. want to sometimes you just need to tell someone something without them having to yeah have a response or like having people in your life that are like better that's true just need to transfer that energy mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I'll transfer just it all to you that, <laughs> that energy to someone else that's funny you can transfer it to us we might not do anything with it but there you <laughs> go use it internally we'll take it yeah. <laughs> um, really quick, I just, want, I just want to ask one last thing. I'm sure there, hopefully there are a lot of nines listening. What is maybe one final piece of advice that you could offer to another nine that's listening? Um, I mean, I think for me, it's, I mean, there's, there's a few different things, but I mean, top of the list is action. You know, like um, you can have these ideals all day that, that are awesome ideals and, ideas that could possibly you know help your family your your spouse your child your community but if you don't prayerfully consider those actions and actually physically act mm-hmm. um, on them I, I had this idea that seems like it should have been something that I knew but this this idea of initiative I always thought well I came up with this idea in my head that's initiative <laughs> but it's the physical action mm. of doing whatever it is that, that you have to do. And um, just being honest with yourself. Don't pretend not to be, you know, accept the characteristics you have and uh, figure out how to better them. And the last thing was kind of this, lose this this thing that a lot of nines have that is like this passive aggressiveness. Mm. Just I caught it. Uh, like a crutch, like a passive aggressive crutch, just try to lose that, you know, be self-aware that you may have it. I, I know that I used to have it a lot more than I do. And in being able to act and be more self-aware of, of myself, I've been able to kind of push that aside. And I think it's uh, made me more healthy. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to echo the action thing, so I think that's huge for nines, is making sure we are taking action on the ideas and thoughts that we have, but also um, to be paying attention to um, when we're trying to go to sleep. And I think for nines, if you're a nine listening to this, the temptation under stress and chaos and quarantine in a world like this is to go to sleep, to like numb out and not feel any mm. of the stress. And so I've even seen it in me, like a temptation to want to just watch something like binge watch something Mm -hmm. you know because that's comforting or even like food or just whatever the comfort is um you know paying attention to those things and showing up each day waking up being present showing up to your life and like showing up for people I think that's so important and like you said um 
take the time alone to, to learn who you are, learn what your passions are, learn what you care about, and like speak and share it with other people because people want to hear and they want to know you. And so I would just encourage nines to, to live into that. Yeah. Wow. Man. This, I've learned so much. This I've, I've learned so much. Like, I've, I'm no, yeah, no joke. think I have a lot of more nine in me than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the things that y'all were talking about, I was like, I am definitely passive aggressive. One hundred percent. Thank you all so much for doing. Yeah, this, this has been so fun, and um, everyone listening, you never know what next week's gonna bring. Yeah, we've got a couple <laughs> of tricks knows? of our sleeve. Yep. But this is closing out the final number of our enneagram, and it's so sad, but it has been so fun, and I love how you know um, we've talked about. Everyone has their own number, and it's not that you want to be a different number. You know, you have your own number, and you can thrive in that number, and just how there are so many different parts of the body, but you need every different part in order to, you know, work properly. So, to be a better member of our community is, like, mm-hmm. so important, especially right now, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you thank you all again, and thank you to all of our listeners. It is awesome that you are always joining us for this wonderful time that we have together um but catch us next week on sundays at seven